Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey there, welcome back for part two of Candy Thunder's return to the podcast. This is a, a morning podcast recording session for us, which is way different. So uh, hopefully we can come to life here pretty quickly. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake. Let's do this. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> uh, Candy Thunder wanted to start off with some of the questions that that the crowd had for us to address before diving into stories here. So what's the first question? Man, the first question is, what's the hardest part of being a blended family? Oh, golly. And I was like, that's a doozy for That being, is a rabbit hole. For being uh, first thing in the morning, first question of the podcast. So the dynamics of our family are that Ava and Navy Thunder live with us full time. Yep. Um, Kieran and Brady about 50% of the time. And then Caden is almost 21 and he lives on his own. He's a grown ass man. Now. Yes. So those are the dynamics in our household. Um, so we did have before Navy, we had free weekends and stuff too. <laughs> we had freedom. Yeah. And just hobbies. a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, had, and had date nights and adventures. Yes. So we'll get back there someday. There's um 12 years from now. <laughs> 12. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to remember when it, whenever we started gaining our freedom with the little ones that the, they looked like triplets for a long time. Uh, Kieran, Brady, and Ava. They were yeah. all about the same height for a long time. So we just called them the triplets for a while. Um, but it seems like you know, around, what, 10? It was probably around 10. Right. Where we started gaining some, regaining some freedom to do date nights and do things. And they became a lot more independent. And having them all three clumped together age-wise mm-hmm. helped too. Um, with Navy, it's different. I mean, she's... She's the bebe, obviously, so that... Well, and she's, um, she has an interesting personality because she does not like to be... She only wants mommy and daddy. Um, I mean, even with her grandparents, it's she's she would prefer to just be with us. And COVID baby. Yes. She, she wants to be home. She wants to be in her element. And when you upset that routine, she gets pissed off. Yeah. She, she definitely likes her routine. She likes what she likes. She likes the comfort of home. She's getting better, though. I think preschool has been really good for her opening up. Um, she's just still, you know, she likes what she likes. And I don't know how she ended up with such a strong personality mm. between the two of us. But she's really, really funny, too, and really musically inclined. And she she has she has like the best of us 
and the worst of us. Yeah. She 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 <laughs> got my she, patience. She didn't get any of the middle ground stuff. <laughs> she got like uh, all the best and all the worst, and just she's a sour patch. Yeah, it's gonna. She'll learn to deal with it as she gets older, but that's interesting. So part of the blended family thing, I think, you know, adding Navy into that mix was really cool for our kids mm-hmm. because she kind of became an anchor point um, where, you know, she's she's a bio sibling to her bio sister to mm-hmm. all of them. Um, and in this blended family, it just became like, I don't know, like she was she was born into a really, a really cool mix of kids. Right. And the age. um I mean, we had concerns because there was such an age difference between the older ones and Navy. Um, but truly, it's been, I mean, its it happened the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah. I feel like it. they are old enough to to dote on her and love on her and not be annoyed by her. Right. I mean, thus far. I'm sure that day will come whenever she's knocking at their door. Oh, yeah. But um, its uh, it's been really cool to watch, and I love... Um, the connection that they all have individually with her, I think is really cool. Yeah. So one other note on the blended family thing, I think one of the biggest challenges with it is that, you know, every kid is different, even, even in a non blended family, every kid is different, but every kid is vividly different in a blended family. Like you have, you have a lot of different personality mixtures going on with kids and learning learning to to identify and and communicate with well just learning all of those different personalities is is difficult i'm just gonna say it so my daughter is um very much has a personality like dustin and those two together (laughs) it's like oil and water it's they love each other yeah truly but their personalities are very similar, which is crazy because she's not his bio daughter, but those two can just go round and round. And I'm like, she's a teenager. You can't take her personally. And obviously we don't want her to be disrespectful and, but we want to encourage her to be her own person too and have a backbone, but she, uh, she has a backbone for sure. Um, but they are so similar. They're what both type a and, um, it's it's funny to watch. We and I'm will, just like, okay. Okay. I'm a referee. <laughs> so the funny part is that that with Ava, um it's great because because we're a lot of alike, we can have so much fun together. And then 5 minutes later, butt heads and neither one of us is backing down. It's like that scene no. the scene where jokers like this this is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object like that's that's her and i butting heads but we also just give each other a hard time and last night she was getting a bowl of cereal uh, oh my gosh and i was just messing with her and she was she was talking to her mom in the other room and we had some leftover from easter like a little chocolate white chocolate egg with fruity pebbles inside of it uh so far like no one likes them it's the only thing left from from easter <laughs> so she had she had her cereal with like sliced bananas in it and i saw it when i was walking by and i unwrapped one of those <laughs> white chocolate eggs plopped it into her cereal bowl and kind of kind of hid it underneath some flakes and i was like and now we wait and then i went and hopped on my computer and started working later on and 30 minutes later the door opens and she's like 
did you put a chocolate egg in my cereal? <laughs> and I was like, you found it. Congratulations. She's like, I thought it was a rotten banana. <laughs> we have a lot of fun, though, but it, it is really funny. And those dynamics are, are the interesting part. I think when you come into a relationship and you have a blended family and um, you have a, a bonus kid, you know, there's obviously a learning curve there. And no, for sure. Yes. And they're all, like you said, they're all different in navigating that curve. Um, and as a step parent, um, trying to be there and not overstep your, you know, there's a boundary. <laughs> Where's I mean, the as, line? As a step parent, there is a boundary and you have to respect that, that bio parent, you know, the mom yeah. and the dad are, they get final say. And someone I think had mentioned, and we can talk about this, but on the, video about the theater mm. and it was why does the stepmom even get an opinion and and i think that step parents should get an opinion yeah well, but you work on it as a team with the bio parent that you're married to right I, I think one of the one of the frustrating parts is that as a as a bonus parent like you don't you don't feel like you have authority in some scenarios because because bio parent you know gets final say right you have to develop that teamwork approach and it's taken us a long time to get to that point where where we understand the dynamic and 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 there is a fine line because as a bonus parent you can't just be like every time every time a bonus kid does something that you don't like you can't go bitch to your significant other because then you're just funneling everything at them so it's like you have to you have to develop this this authority in this line in this structure and, and get used to it and figure out something that works because if you approach it the wrong way, it can, it can be messy and it can do a lot of harm to your relationship with right. your spouse and with your kids. Um, and there was a learning curve for us. Yeah. I mean, I was super protective of, I mean, I was a single mom when we met. And so I was super protective of Ava because I mean, for the longest time, she's all that I had, like right. that was my whole life. And so I was, there was like a learning curve for me that I didn't want anyone else like disciplining her or being on that. And it's, it's, I mean, 10 years later and it's still, there's still something there that I probably haven't let go of. And with, with Navy, it's completely not that like, and obviously it's not a lot of disciplining, but with, with Navy, it's <laughs> with Navy, it's more of a, I need help. Like, uh, <laughs> It's not a who has white, authority here. It's, it's a white like, flag. It's like somebody tag tag me in or somebody tag me out, please, please, yeah. please. But I mean, we're we're honest and we're real. And yeah, for me, there was a, a huge. Um, I was like personally offended and would like it bothered me. And it was and it wasn't even like, like it's not like you were being mean. It was just like, hey, don't do that. And I'm like, whoa, calm down. Yeah, well, and and that's where it gets weird because because Ava spends the majority of her time with us. So, um, so functionally like I'm, I'm there as the, as the authority dad. Right. For like daily life. Um, and, and getting to the point where, where it's like, you have to play that role, but are trying to find what kind of authority you actually have is just, it's a process. Um, it's a process. And I think it's something that, that you, you know, you learn and struggle with throughout. It's not something that you implement some kind of system for and you're, and you're done. Right. But also in, in the community theater story that you were talking about, you, why does stepmom get a vote? Well, you know, biology doesn't determine who your parents are. We've talked about that before. And, and functionally, you know, stepmom or bonus mom in that case might've been more involved 
And, and, and it, it does matter because she's a part of that family too. And maybe that's the really hard thing for, for our bonus kids is that we have to recognize that, you know, they're jumping into multiple environments here Mm -hmm. and, you know, the rules may be different. The, the dynamics are certainly different. It's tough for them too. So while, while it's tough for us, you know, it's, it's hard for them too. Right. But I think our, our viewpoint on, on the whole blended family thing is that, you know, we're going to try to make our home as happy as possible for them. Um, and you know, if anything, they have multiple happy homes and, and it's even better for them than it would have been otherwise. So right, the dynamics are tough and it's something that you always just have to work through. And I think the most important thing there is being able to communicate about it as you go. Um, and being able to, I mean, that was probably part of year one being so difficult for us in marriage mm-hmm. is that you're learning how to troubleshoot. You're learning how to problem solve as a couple right. for the first time, really. Um, and you're, it's a blitz. You just have to go through it and trial by fire and figure it out as you go. Just be willing to work for it and understand that it's worth working for, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, yeah. there's just no other way to say it. There, It is hard. But if you can get past that, the learning curve and, and figuring it out, then it's totally worth it. I mean, I wouldn't change our life for anything. That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't have it any other way. No, it's That's just, it's perfect. And we, um, I mean, we get along well with, with the co-parents and yep. I mean, there's no, no issues there. I mean, we're going to the Taylor Swift concert with Ava, Ava's friend, Ava's dad and Ava's dad's girlfriend. Um, and it'll be me and Dustin. So there's, there's that. I mean, I just, I don't know. It doesn't have to be as hard as some people make it out to be. No, I think there's a lot of pride involved, especially in right. the early stages yes. for people where they're just automatically going to reject another person. But we've been very fortunate um, in, in, you know, the, the other right. parents involved with us. Cool. All right. You ready to dive in? Yeah. Oh, one last thing about blended families is that, like you said, there's pride involved, but put that away and let somebody else love your child. Yeah. Like your child can never have too much love. So if somebody else is willing to step up to the plate and love your child, then let them freaking do that. Like it's it, it's better for them. I right. mean, what's the only. <laughs> don't try to. Yeah. Don't try to hurt that relationship. Because right. you're hurting your child if mm-hmm. you do that. And you're making it volatile in their home when it doesn't need to be. Right. So there's, and like we have, we have never run into that, but I have seen that play out and it's, it's ugly and it's terrible for the child. So yeah, put your pride away and just let somebody else love your child and know that you're, they're always going to be your child. I mean, you love them the way that you love them and let somebody else love them as well. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> All right, we're going to dive into our first story of part two of Candy Thunder's podcast here. This story is from the AITA subreddit, and it is, Am I the Askonaut for interrupting my son's date so we could pick up his little sister? I'm a single father, 43 male, of two children. Max, 17 male, and Liza, 8 female. I usually have Liza in after-school clubs so that I'm able to pick her up after work. However, last evening I was given some work that had me working overtime. I did try my best to negotiate out of it, but my manager told me that the assignment was to be completed by that night, so I just did. I was nearing 6 p.m. and I just knew I wouldn't be able to make it to Liza, so I called my son Max and asked him to pick her up. He responded by saying that he couldn't because he was on a date with his girlfriend for their six-month anniversary. I told him that I understood, but that I really needed him to get Liza and that I'd make it up to him for interrupting. 
He just angrily turned off the phone, and I thought that while he was mad, he had just decided to go pick her up. 30 minutes later, I received a call from Liza's school about where I was because the school was close to closing down and no one was there. Luckily, one of Liza's friend's mothers said they'd drop her off and that was all good. However, I really don't like it when Liza goes with that particular friend, not because of the friend, but because of the mother. She has the habit of asking math questions in the car that she knows Liza is unable to answer and then criticizes her over it. It's all just very mean. What a shitty thing to That's do. That's terrible. That's <laughs> Hey, before we start moving the vehicle, I just want to prove how how not smart you are. That's Oh. I called Max and asked him where he was and that he was in big trouble when he got home. He just told me that he was busy and to leave him the hell alone. Oh snap. How old is he? 17. Uh he came home around 9 p.m. I told him he was grounded and that he was not allowed to use the car for a good three weeks. At that, he got all mad and said that it wasn't his fault I was failing as a parent and unable to afford someone to collect Liza. Just want some insight on this situation. Was I being too harsh? And am I the asshole for interrupting his date? Edit, this is the third time I've asked Max to pick up his sister in the span of a year and a half. Some people are asking why I don't have a nanny. Money is tight. Max and Liza's mother is not present in their lives, and no, I did not think of socializing myself with the parents at Liza's school. I am at work most times, so I haven't found time outside of the yearly parent meetings. Please refrain from insulting my son. Ooh. Thoughts here, Candy Thunder? Uh, 100% that he should have picked her up. And it was the part where he said that it was his car, not, yeah. not the 17-year-old. He was using yeah. his car. I'm like... <laughs> And to just turn off your phone and just completely ignore the fact that you, it would be different if he was asking her, him to pick him up every day. And, you know, this was cutting into the social life that he definitely deserves to have. But three times in a year and a half that you've been asked to pick up your sister. And then you insult your dad by calling him a failing parent. Man. I think it's interesting that he says, please refrain from insulting my son. I think that people in the Reddit comments were probably roasting the sun for maybe, but not I being think a he, team player. I he, don't know. He deserves to be roasted. That's the point here. Like, why is the father trying to protect yeah, him when he was so clearly wrong? It's I just because it's your kid. It's your yeah. kid. I mean, you just I get it. You but do. what kind of entitlement does this kid have? Where he's like, you know what? I'm going to use the car that my dad gave me to use. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to be able to go have this date probably because my dad gave me money to do it. Maybe he has a job, but I think we probably would have heard that That's, mentioned here. That was my next question too. Did the dad give him the money for this date? Does he, does he get an allowance? Right. Well, it just seems like he's awfully entitled to be like, no, I, I don't have to take any responsibility for anything. And as, as a parent, as a single parent, you have to rely on your old, well, not even as a single parent, as a parent period, you have to rely on your older kids to jump in and help with things at certain times right and you don't expect them to do that all the time i mean well, you try not to but, but i mean when there's no other choice there's no other choice right asking asking your kids to jump in when it's a last resort when when you don't have another choice that's that's family that's part of being a family right now doing it too often and doing it all the time is parentification and and obviously that's that's not right for the kids. You don't want to put that kind of pressure on them. And we know that happens a lot. That's not happening in this case. It'd been no, not at all. Three times in a year and a half. Like he's not this is not parentification. This is, hey, I need you to step up and be responsible for ten minutes. Well, and I feel like the 
the older kid could have went and picked her up and taken her home. How old did it say that she was? Nine or ten? Let's go back up and oh, see. Oh, eight. No, never mind. I was. I thought it said nine or ten. It's freaking poor eight-year-old. Like, eight. <laughs> and he could have went and picked her up. He could um, have. He just didn't want to. But she right. is sitting there at the school as it's closing down, and like janitor's the last one there. And her brother didn't care enough or couldn't get over himself enough to to get in the car and bring his date with him and be like, hey, I'm sorry. We've got to go pick up my sister real quick. We'll drop her off at right. home. Yeah, that's what I would have done. And uh, or you'll know, we'll hang out with her at home until dad gets there. And then we'll we'll resume our date. Right. I'm guessing it wasn't like a, a firm agenda on this date. It's 17 years old. It's not like they had. We have 8 p.m. dinner reservations. I, I know that if we asked our kids to do this for us, that they would do it. And I. I do not think that we ask too much of our kids. Um, we 100% allow them to sit in their rooms all day on Saturday if that's what they want or at night, whatever. But, I mean, we give them their space and time and take them to do things with their friends. But on the flip side, if we ask you, hey, can you watch her for 10 minutes while I shower shower, or get the <laughs> dishes done or, you know, fix dinner, they jump in and do it. Yeah. And whenever they ask us to do something, we jump in and do it. Right. And I mean, we, we work as a team. I don't think. Maybe that will change when they get to 17. I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I was driving and took my brother to school and picked him up from things and took him and I, I, it never bothered me, but I wonder how, but I, we babied my little brother. So (laughs) I wonder how 17 year old son would have felt if he was left alone at school. Well, he's going to find out, I guess, because he doesn't have a car to drive. That's true. That's true. It just sucks. And the the biggest problem that I have with all of this is is the is the son flipping it around and saying that his dad was failing as a parent. Right. Right. That's that's super harsh, especially to a single parent. Right. I mean, you know that that's hard. It's it's not easy to be a single parent. Well, let's hope the son never has to find out. But <laughs> but that's that's garbage. Yeah, that's just he. Well, he's obviously trying to inflict damage at that point. And he's just lashing out because he's pissed. So I'm sure he doesn't mean it. But <laughs> but the damage from that is going to. Well, and the turning off the phone so that you can't get a hold of him. That's. You'd be losing that phone. Uh, yeah. I'm like, do you pay the phone bill? Right. Do you pay the car? Do you pay for gas? Do you have a job? I mean, we definitely need more information in this story, but. But don't, I, don't take advantage of me. And not help me out for the third time in a year and a half when I've asked you to do something right. for me. Well, and also, you know, if if you're not going to prove yourself responsible with that phone and with that vehicle and with your time, it's either you make good choices or parents make choices for you until you show that you can make good choices. And in this case, I feel like he a lot of his choices are about to be taken away. So, uh, OP, no, you're not the asshole. It's not too harsh. It's not. You did what you had to do, uh, and there was no other choice right then. Asking him to jump in three for the third time in a year and a half is not too much, dude. Um, and if anything, I think the punishment for saying what he said and turning off his phone and refusing to jump in and help needs to be harsher. Pain creates change, man. And in this case, like just telling him that he's grounded. If if this was me and this was the situation, um, there might be a week of picking her up after school. Or picking her up after go. the thing and taking care of her. Um, and not as a punishment, but I mean, it is a punishment, but like feel what this feels like. Yeah. 
But also it could be a, hey, if you want to be able to use this vehicle, here's the requirement. One, two days per week, you pick your sister up. I what, Something. Yeah. I don't see any issues with that. And I'm people in the comments may have a different opinion and that's totally fine. But you got to be a team when you're a family. Yeah. Speaking of people in comments having a different opinion and how that's fine. I do feel like we need to address here. Uh, it, it's something that I'm seeing more and more of now. Uh, people getting like upset if if in a video, you know, my opinion doesn't align with their own. And I think it's just important to understand that everyone has their own opinion and everyone's opinion is shaped on their journey in life to that point. No two journeys are the same. And you we can don't respect. Agree no, we don't videos. agree on a lot of stories. I'm like his, his opinion is, is not always the same opinion that I have. Yeah. And when that happens, the world doesn't stop. We don't get divorced. We don't get mad at each other. We'll just like, we're just like, oh, when we see it differently. Okay. Yeah. It's because we're different people who have lived different lives. And I think there's like respecting that someone else has a different opinion instead of just being like, you're wrong is, is, you know, of course, what we'd love to see more of in the world. Right. And for us, like we see different opinions all the time. And, and my take on it is cool, this person has a different journey. I can learn from them. I can learn by listening to their opinion. I don't have to agree with it. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm going to dislike that person or reject them just because they don't agree with me on every single thing. It's I think the most dangerous room that you could be in is the room where everyone agrees with you. Right. There was anyway. A, there's my, my soapbox rant. This was stemming from the story about um, leaving the child in jail, the 18 year old. Yeah. For a few hours. Um, and I said I would have left if that was Ava, I would have left her in jail for the few hours and gone went in the morning to get her. But I can say that all I want. At the same time, if I got that call and I was able to go get her, I would I would be there. Right. But just be, like I said, she's my child. And there were so many people that were like, they deserve consequences. Yes, they do. But at the same time, if you're not in that situation, you don't know. Also, he was the bonus parent. Right. And I think as the bonus parent, you're less prone to be able to make that call. Like it has to, it would be, it would be a conversation with you where I'd be like, okay, this happened. Do we leave her there? Or do you want me to to find a way to go get her? And, and I get it that, you know, he, he wasn't in a condition to be able to even Uber there or maybe didn't have that in his community or anything. And that's all fine. It, he ended up as an ask on four, I think like, the least amount of asshole that there could be. And it was because the pain that he was experiencing was because he didn't go get her. And that's where, that's where the teen daughter and his wife had some ire directed at him. And I simply said like there was a possible path to be able to avoid that pain. Not that he's the asshole because he wasn't, but you know, if it's, it's just interesting the way that people look at situations and, and we're to this point now where, where if uh, if the viewpoint that we talk about, which is just an opinion, like we're just people with opinions. This is not this is not like our stamped recommendation. This has to be done. This is the way it's not the way it's what we can see. You want me to get off the soapbox now, don't you step down? <laughs> All right. You ready to yeah. move on to the next story? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and. 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. So Opie in that in in that story was not an asshole at all. NTA. Um, NTA. Okay, the next story here is another one from the AITA subreddit, and it is: Am I the astronaut for telling my sister-in-law to grow up and stop copying everything from TikTok? Ooh, <laughs> burn! I forty-two female have a sister-in-law thirty-five female. She is my husband's sister. She is so easily influenced, it's embarrassing. Now, because of TikTok, she has a five-step skincare routine. God only knows how much money she threw away on snake oil products. She spends hours following makeup routines she sees on there. She now wakes up at 5 a.m. to do a workout plan from an account she follows. She is constantly cooking recipes from TikTok, going to restaurants she found on there. Everything is from TikTok. I don't think she has ever had an original thought in her life. She is 35, for God's sake. It's an app for teenagers. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> now with Easter coming up, she is asking to bring some butter board she saw on TikTok. It honestly sounded ridiculous. I finally decided to say something to her. I explained to her how it's embarrassing how she's still trying to act like a teenager. No amount of skincare and 5 a.m. workouts will stop her from aging. She is 35 and she is going to have wrinkles. We all went through it. Now it's her turn. She is just wasting money and it's time to grow up and accept how old she is. She is no longer a teenager and that's okay. We all age. I explained to her that life is flying by and she is married with no children. She is 35. I fear she is going to wake up in a few years and regret not having children and wasting so much of her time worried about what she looks like. She told me to forget it and that she won't even come to Easter. She told me, just because I gave up on myself doesn't mean she needs to. That's what she told OP. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So personal pet peeve, whenever people use quotation marks, but don't write the sentence any quote way, they still write it like it wasn't a quote because this would have been, she told me just because I gave up on myself doesn't mean that she needs to. If it was an actual quote, it would be, she told me just because you gave up on yourself doesn't mean that I need to. Okay. Another side note. This was so poorly written. I think when I pasted it into Google Docs, I'm pretty sure every word was underlined in red. And I had to basically rewrite the damn thing. So let's just, (laughs) while she's roasting somebody else. (laughs) Dive in on that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She said that her next. (laughs) She said that just because OP gave up on herself doesn't mean that she needed to, which was incredibly rude and unnecessary. Sorry, I have two kids to take care of. I don't have time to worry about wrinkles or if my outfit is perfect. She then hung up. Now my in-laws are pissed and they have decided to do Easter at their house. Since sister-in-law now feels too uncomfortable coming to our house. And of course, she will be making her ridiculous butter board. My husband agrees that she needs to grow up, but thinks I should have just kept my mouth shut and should apologize so we can have a nice Easter. But I'm looking out for her. (laughs) She's no longer a teenager and it's time to accept that. Can we say projecting? Oh, my gosh. Wow. And just for everyone that ever listens to this, 
a woman does not have to have a baby to define her worth. Like, she's going to regret not having kids. You don't know that. Maybe she doesn't want kids. Women do not have to have children. That is not our only lot in life is to make a baby. And it drives me freaking crazy. There's jealousy oozing from every single word in this. It is. And she said the the sister was rude and unnecessary to her. And right. I'm like, well, your whole post is rude to the other woman. You're a mean girl. But sister summed it up perfectly here and said, just because you gave up on yourself doesn't mean I have to. And that probably nails it. And this is probably OP just looking at what she's doing and being jealous that she still gets to take the time to explore those things, which by the way, we have five kids. I have a five scare, five step skincare routine. Look at her. I put on nice outfits. Give a shit with kids. And I don't do it for anyone else but myself. And I don't, and shit, I've learned stuff on TikTok. What about, it's not for teenagers. About, you don't do it for me at all? No. Okay. I mean, I like your compliments. The only reason I shower is for you. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. But having kids is not an excuse to just give up. And I, and I highly no, doubt that OP has completely given up. But it's this whole like, a lot of people do that. A lot of people, once they have kids, just stop self-improving right and, and you i can't will. be pissed at someone for self-improving i mean when i when i don't have to come to the office or something yeah i'm sure my hair's on top of my head and i'm wearing leggings and i've got crap all over my shirt but i enjoy getting to do my skincare and getting to take care of myself and getting to dress up and to shit on somebody for trying to better themselves is 100 percent projection and if you want to get up at 5 a.m. and do some freaking yoga, then get up at 5 a.m. and do some freaking yoga. Yeah. And also, I mean, times are different now where it's not just you do you and that's fine. I mean, there's so many content creators out there making incredible content that that you can learn from. And obviously some of it's crap and they do the wrong thing just to get views and likes. But there's so much stuff out there that people are doing and they're showing off and that's really cool. And they're putting it out there so other people can try it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if she happens to find content on TikTok that she thinks might be useful to her life and decides to start trying it out, who the f are you to say this app is for kids? I mean, how out of touch can someone be with everything to be like, you're, you're 35. You don't, you don't need to be worrying about how you look anymore. You're 35. Why are you using TikTok? This this lady sounds miserable with her own oh, life. Oh, she sounds jealous as hell. She sounds just freaking miserable and just pissed at anyone who looks like they're self-improving or trying something new or enjoying life. And uh, How like, dare you? I like how she said that her husband or the brother... Um, agrees with her and thinks she needs to grow up. I'm like, does he? Does he? Or was he just placating you? Mm, yeah. Uh, and I like how he also said that she should have kept her mouth shut. Yeah. There's, he does not agree I with you. I think you're right, but shut up. <laughs> you need to apologize. I think you're right, but you should still apologize. Yeah. Which means that you're not right. You're wrong. And you should have just never said it. But I don't want to deal with the fact that I don't want your anger directed at me by telling you you're wrong. The last, uh, but I'm looking out for her. Uh-huh. Are you? Yeah. Are you really? Because if it came down to it, I don't think so. 
she's and not awesome. looking out for her at all. And it's completely transparent. The whole world mm-hmm. knows that you're not looking out for her. You're the only one who's trying to fool yourself here. And also, you don't have to have wrinkles if you don't want wrinkles. Right. Just saying. I mean, I don't know that I would go to the Madonna point. No. But if you want to smooth out your forehead, go smooth out your forehead. Who you, cares? Just be careful not to get to the point where you look like you're running 400 miles an hour at all times. <laughs> or like you're a dog with your with your head out the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you do you. Like, do what makes you feel good. Do what brings you joy. And if you see someone else doing something that brings them joy, stay the f*** out of it. Don't shit on it. It's not that hard. If you shit on everyone who you see doing something that brings them joy, guess what? You're going to find yourself alone because no one's going to want to be around you. Instead of saying you don't need a five-step skincare routine, ask about the skincare routine. Ask what it does for her. She didn't want to know. Engage in in conversation. And maybe you'll learn something. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say she knows everything, though, right? That's true. I mean, there's nothing she's going to learn because she knows all. I want to be friends with the sister-in-law and go to her Easter dinner and eat the butterboard. I don't know what a butterboard is, but uh, I guess we could find it on TikTok. So uh, OP is definitely on the ASCON scale. Where where do you think she is? Just because of everything she said. um, She's a one. She's just a shit person. Yeah. You know what? We don't even need to pull it up and reference it here. This is definitely an ASCON one behavior thing. Not just being unhappy with yourself, but having to shit on other people. This is my least favorite kind of person. I just women that put other women down because they're trying to take care of themselves. Oh, and this makes is, me angry. Would you say that this is something that is much more prevalent with women? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I don't have this problem because I choose not to have this problem. But when women see another woman taking care of herself or looking good, and they don't feel that way about themselves, they are going to try to shit on people. And it sucks. They're going to try to shit on other women. And it sucks. Quit knocking other women down. Is it? Build them up. Do you think it's because they're trying to bring them down to their it's level? Because they feel like shit. Like right. they, they well, don't the love benefit? themselves. What's the benefit of shitting on someone else? That's the part I don't get. Because like, they, what are they trying to accomplish? They want them to feel like shit too. No one's allowed to be happy if I'm not allowed to be happy. No one's allowed to care about their appearance if I'm not allowed to. I don't understand it. I don't because I don't think that way. If I see someone like last night we were at Sephora and I'm like, this woman had clearly taken a lot of time to do her eye makeup and it was beautiful. And I'm going to freaking tell her that it's beautiful because I can see that she took so much time to put into that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Because a compliment, God, that feels so good to people when someone, a stranger, especially tells you. Hey, I acknowledge what you put into that and it's beautiful, but damn, this shit pisses me off so bad. Can't see OP giving someone at Sephora a compliment for having their eye makeup on point, huh? No. Ask on one OP. She probably wouldn't even, wouldn't even be caught dead in Sephora. (laughs) That's for teenagers. You're 35 now. You don't need to be going to Sephora. Not when things are on sale. It's not. Uh, okay, so we've got an ASCON one there and just a, yeah, truly terrible person. That sucks. Yep. All right, let's dive right into our next story then. So our next story here is another from the AITA subreddit, and this one is, am I the ASCONAUT for hiding vegetables in my boyfriend's food? <laughs> Maybe OP is like 
five years old and and her boyfriend is five years old. I wish somebody would hide vegetables in my food. <laughs> Throw away because he spends a lot of time on Reddit. This is the most ridiculous argument I've had with a grown man. I, 28 female, have been with my boyfriend, 36 male, for a year, and we moved in together about four months ago. One of the first things I noticed about my boyfriend was that he never really ate vegetables. He would sometimes eat them if we were out at a restaurant and they came as part of a meal. But he never ate them when I cooked for him. Originally, I thought that maybe my cooking was the problem, so I asked him if he enjoyed my food, and he told me he loves my cooking. On nights I didn't cook for him, he ate exclusively frozen foods, and he never ate the vegetables in those either. Naturally, he has some health issues, vitamin deficiencies, etc. He had phrased it to me as if he was somehow just genetically unlucky. I believed it for a while because I don't know how that stuff works, but eventually it became clear to me it's because he voluntarily eats a vegetable like once a month. Six months ago, I started hiding vegetables in my cooking. If I was making pasta, I'd put the vegetables in I'd usually put in for myself, then take half out and blend it so he wouldn't notice any of the vegetable chunks and just tell him that I'd scooped the veg out of his portion. This happens more often now that we live together because I do all the cooking. He's been telling me a lot lately how he's been feeling a lot better the past few months and has even had his doctor reduce the dosage of some of his medications and he hasn't had to take his multivitamin in weeks. I kept my mouth shut because I'm just glad that he's feeling better and it really does me no harm to hide the veg in his food. Yesterday I was making one of our regular pasta meals. It's one that's very easy to hide at least four veggies in and I was about to blend my boyfriend's portion when the blender died mid-blend. I had to serve it all in its veg chunk glory. That's a nice term. Veg chunk glory. <laughs> My boyfriend refused to eat the vegetables, but when he tasted the sauce, he said it's weird how it tastes the exact same, even though this one has veggies in it. So I confessed. He screamed at me and called me a controlling bitch and said that it's none of my business if he thinks vegetables don't do anything. I pointed out that he said he felt better. He said his health was none of my business and that I'm a controlling, judgy asshole and stormed out of our apartment to stay with his sister. His sister texted me to say that he's fine, but she agrees with him. My friends agree it's ridiculous that he didn't eat veggies, but agree that I'm being an asshole. Am I the asshole? I, uh, <gasps> I still stand by my first comment that I wish somebody would blend up veggies and put them in my food. I mean, I guess I could do that for myself, but I mean, I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been like, oh, thank you. But it, super. I mean, you found a way for me to eat them. Great. Right. right. And I think the important distinction here is that he doesn't have like an allergy. He doesn't have a problem digesting them. He doesn't have. There are some cases and, and we've talked about this in some stories where it's like if people have an aversion to, spe to specific foods or kids, especially if they have an aversion to, to specific foods, they could end up being allergic to that food or have trouble processing it or something. And it doesn't sound like that's the case here at all because he's been fine. He's been feeling better and he eats them sometimes. He ate them sometimes before of his own fruition. So it's not, it's not something that he biologically can't have. It's just something that he was choosing not to have and then was experiencing some downfalls for it. If he was taking the multivitamins, that's the same thing as blending up those veggies in his food. He's just taking it in pill form. But because she hid it from him, that's where he's yeah. saying that she's a controlling, judgy asshole and stormed out like a, like a three-year-old who had just been forced to eat his broccoli. He, uh, I mean, his reaction was over the top, but 
I don't think she should have hid it from him. I would have said, hey, do you mind if I try this? Um, let's just see how it goes. Or told him after the first meal and been like, did you notice that there were veggies in the yeah. sauce? Something like that so that he didn't feel like she was trying to hide it behind his back. But I mean, it's such a weird thing to get so upset about. Like, I feel like she was trying to look out for him. Her, but her head was in the right place and she was doing it like her heart was in the right place here. But deceit yep. period wasn't the play here. And and she pulled the toddler move on him, right? She she if she was cooking for her toddler, this is what she would have done. And she wouldn't have said anything. And that's this OK. Is, this is what we do. That's OK. Yep. But doing that, taking the toddler mom approach to a grown ass man is it regardless of how he's behaving or what his tastes or preferences are you can't take that approach on them because of course they're going to find it offensive. If somebody was hiding something in my mm -hmm. food and didn't tell me about it for a long time. And then I found out I'd be like, dude. Yeah. It would feel wrong. You would feel pissed. I mean, I, I think he might've overreacted a little bit, but don't, don't call her a controlling bitch. That's not, that's not cool. I don't, I don't think that was her intentions, but, Oh man, but um, it's a violation. It, it is a violation and she should have she should have spoke up after the first time that she didn't and been like did you notice if you didn't notice is this something you're comfortable with me doing right don't don't hide it for six months and then just that's a general trust issue right yes. now, now you're into general trust boundary issues because now not just food but now he's going to be like what isn't she telling me well and she made a decision to do what she thought was best for him without consulting him. And, and it is a violation. So, I mean, she definitely, she is an asshole for it. I mean, they're probably equal assholes, honestly, but. It's an yeah. everyone sucks here. Kind of. How big of an asshole do you think she is for hiding it? Like, I feel like she, she was doing the wrong thing for the right reason. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and Which that, doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. And it, you know, whether or not it was the right thing or not, it doesn't matter. It was a, it was a violation of trust. So. She could have done it differently. She should have done it differently. Definitely shouldn't have done that or terrible human. Mm. 2.5. 2.5. She's like right there on the, in the planets between two and three. I think I'm, I'm well, yeah, because it, she definitely shouldn't have done it. And then she should have done it differently. Yeah. It's about, I mean, she I, definitely shouldn't have hit it for as long as she did. And that's, that's why I said two. Right. It's not it's not the act of of putting it in the food. It was the hiding it, act, yes. the lying act. She definitely shouldn't have well, done. Well, she said that he was feeling better and she still kept her mouth shut. Yes. So she had the opportunity to say, hey, I, it, like I said, I would have done it once. And then and I try different things. And like, I know there's foods that you don't like. And, and if I know I'm going to put those in there, I tell you and I chop them up fine so that they're not a big deal for you. Right. But I wouldn't like go and hide bell peppers and all bell peppers and all of your food and just and see if you like, find out just watch me chew yeah. and you're like hmm does that taste good do you like that <laughs> did you enjoy dinner tonight <laughs> good because it had arsenic in it <laughs> oh, it's a violation and yeah that that lands her on ask on too unfortunately because she definitely should not have violated that trust and not kept it a secret um i, I the what she did is probably a three because she should have done it differently. Right. But it's the specifically the lying about it puts her into into territory here. You can't take the toddler mom approach with a grown ass man. And, and no. again, regardless of of how he was behaving, because his behavior was was disproportionate, 
But uh, I mean, clearly he has trust issues and and now you guys are going to have more of them. Right. So where is he at on here? Two as well. He definitely shouldn't have done that. Uh, I was going to say three for him. Three for him. He just I, I think I think he got caught up in the moment of finding out that someone that he loved had lied to him or deceived him. But yeah, because now he has to look at everything else and be like, what else is she lying about or has she lied about? Yeah, I think she don't don't lie to your significant other, even when it's something so small, like right. you're doing it for his own good. I think I'd just definitely tell him what you're doing. And but I would let him eat it first so that he doesn't have that the filter going into it where he thinks he can taste it or he. Right. That but it, it would have had to have been immediately after that. Correct. first dinner. Right. I mean, like, OK, this was an experiment to see if this worked. Right. Now, you know that you enjoy it. Mm hmm. Do you want to keep doing that or do you not want to do that? Because now mentally, you know, it's there and yuck. Right. Interesting. And I mean, there's so many different options if you don't like vegetables. I mean, there's so many different greens options that you can use to get that stuff into your diet. Yeah. So it solidifies her more at two. Yeah. Because there were other options. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's three stories, right? Mm -hmm. For For part two here. Do you want to run it one more? Uh, or do you we, want to save it? I think we can run it one more. What okay. We're going to include a bonus story here. You guys get more than three stories for this part two. Oh, crap. I haven't been recording any of this. Oh, my God. What? We have to start over. No. Dude. Dude. Oh, man. Are you f with me? <clears throat> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Ask on one. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Now I'm sweating. I got like immediately sweaty that we had to start over. Uh, and I was like, "Well, we just have a part one to Candy Thunder. There's no part two. So you saw in part one, in the very, very beginning of it, how uh, how we bicker and how we mess with each other. Um, I think some people were offended about. I think some people think that thought that. I had the camera rolling before and intentionally didn't tell you it was rolling and was tricking you on it. That wasn't the case. No, I, when we talked about meatloaf, I knew it was on. Yeah. No, it I was It we was in the very, very beginning whenever you said, don't you have to turn the camera on? And I said, it's already on because mm -hmm. I started from my computer, but I had done it right in front of her. I wasn't trying to hide it from her. She just didn't know that I could start it from the program here at the desk instead of going over and walking to it and being like, boop. Cool story. Bro. I forget where I was going with that. Cool but. story. <laughs> I forget where I was going with it. Also, I think it's it's smart to mention that our banter is like we give each other shit um, and we do that normal daily lives like we're very playful and just who we are. Yeah. And and I I am not offended by it. He's not offended by my banter. It's we very much have a Rip and Beth level yeah. of banter. It's like, <laughs> I love you. You <laughs> see at home later, right? <laughs> we um we both know that we're we both know that we're assholes and we're totally fine with that. I just accept it. Ask on three here. I mean, I'm a four, so self-diagnosed. <laughs> it's true. I'm a four. No, everybody knows that I'm not as big of an asshole as you. I'm way more laid back. I'm not disagreeing with you being more laid back. Or, or less of an asshole. But like I say to the team, I'm an asshole with a purpose. Don't 
all assholes have a purpose. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm an asshole. <laughs> I mean, they all serve a function. <laughs> I'm a, I am a functional. <laughs> oh, a functional asshole. A functional Tell asshole. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, when I'm being an asshole, I'm either being an asshole uh, to be funny or or because I'm just trying to run so fast that my words come out short. It's not how you say it. it's it's what it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Right. It's not how you say it, it's what you say. It. <laughs> I always say it's it's not what you're saying. It's how you say it, because he he has a very short tone <laughs> and uh, it took me a while to get used to it. And now. I just tell him again, not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. It's your delivery. And I'll laugh because I know exactly what she means. Uh, and, and that happens because it, I'm trying to spin 27 years. plates at one time. I know. I, I I totally get it. Yeah. But I took years for you to <laughs> finally acknowledge that that was a thing because I've been, I've been saying it for li- probably like four years. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. And you're like, don't give me that shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Well, it's not. It's not how you're saying. It's what you're saying. It's what you're saying, not how you're saying. That I have the problem with. So, unstoppable force, immovable object. Here we are. Oh yeah, we are both so stubborn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Navy ended up as stubborn as she did. <laughs> no idea. Navy lives on Ascon Three with her parents. <laughs> All right, our very last story here for part two with Candy Thunder is. Another one from the AITA subreddit, and it is, am I the astronaut for calling my mom when my husband refused to listen to me? I, 26 female, recently moved into my first home. I am also four months pregnant with our first baby. The pregnancy has been very hard. I have horrible morning sickness. I reached a really bad point where I passed out, hit my head, and my doctor admitted me to the hospital for a week. Holy shit. When I got home, so her husband wasn't there at the hospital with her? When I got home, my husband allowed his brother's family to move into two of our three bedrooms. They were evicted. I don't know why. One room was my office, was tossed into our room, papers everywhere. The house was a complete wreck. Trash, dirty clothes, used diapers. I started to cry. It was like a light flipped. My husband was no longer the same. My husband told me it wasn't that bad. My reply was, fine, then you should have the house cleaned up before I wake up. Completely exhausted, I fell asleep for four hours. I woke up and went to get a drink of water. I couldn't because every glass we own is scattered around the house. They didn't clean a single thing. I passive-aggressively started to pick up the dirty dishes and washed them. The following morning, I was trying my best to work when their kids were crying nonstop, banging on the walls, and so on. Their mom was in her room for hours, ignoring them. When my husband came home, he was upset with me over how I didn't make his brother's wife feel welcome in our home by helping with their kids when she was tired, then continued to complain how nothing was done while he was at work all day in the house. Yep, the same one he didn't clean. That led to a fight where I told him, I am too sick to have company and they need to leave, to which he replied they are his family and he won't kick them out. I started to cry again. I was beyond frustrated, exhausted. I physically couldn't do it anymore. I called my mom asking if I could come stay with her telling her the whole story in front of my husband, who at this point was completely shocked, angry. I could also tell he wasn't sure what to do. My mom came with my brothers. I have three older brothers. Since your family can stay, so can we. My mom quickly took charge. I was sent to bed. My brother started cleaning, complaining loudly at how disgusting my brother-in-law's family is, along with what a horrible husband my husband is for putting me through this while I am sick. And pregnant, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Dear God, I got a text message from my mother-in-law calling me an asshole for not helping my husband clean up the house and putting my brother-in-law in an uncomfortable position by having my mom boss him around. Edited to add update, when my mother-in-law showed up, she was super angry outside. I could hear shouting but couldn't understand what was said. Once inside, she was shocked. My house looked really bad. My brother-in-law lied to her about what happened. Shocking. My mother-in-law quickly started to help my mom in the bossing mode. My house is not just cleaned, but deep cleaned. Hell yeah, that was a mom team Mm -hmm. up. That's awesome. My brother-in-law and his kids are now staying with mother-in-law. She didn't know about the eviction. My in-laws helped them financially a couple of months ago. My mother-in-law was not happy about it. Sister-in-law refused to come out of the bedroom. She would scream through the door, but that was about it until her family came to pick her up. Last little bit, I did talk to my husband. He seemed very remorseful. I asked for some space. He is staying at a hotel. Oh, damn. He has to come by and talk to me tonight. My mom and dad are here. Both moms felt like I should have someone here since I'm sick. Both moms have set up a meal plan where they trade off who will bring me dinner. It was my mother-in-law's idea. Thank you for all of your advice. I truly appreciate it. Talk with husband. Summed up since it lasted four hours. It was a hard talk. He is remorseful. Brother-in-law was only supposed to stay for a couple of nights, then leave. Originally, he thought it would be gone before I got home. He said he is tired and emotionally upset himself. When I originally passed out, my husband left to help a friend move. He came home and found me. He said he had no idea how long I was on the floor hurt. He was originally scared I had died. Since then, he has had nightmares. On top of dealing with his family drama, he admitted to dumping his frustration onto me when it's not my fault. He begged me for another chance. The next step, so we are still separated. He plans on staying at my brother's house in his casita. We are going to go to marriage counseling and individual counseling. He asked if he could come when the home health nurse comes each night into my doctor's appointment, and I agreed to that. Update on brother-in-law. His wife admitted to having an affair. She told him she got married too soon and doesn't want the responsibilities of being a mom anymore. I'm not sure what will happen with him and his kids, but I am shocked that she feels this way, especially with her kids. So many things just happened. <laughs> There's like so many storylines going on here. Oh my god. This is like a telenovela. It really was. Um, okay. So but what was, we... what was the question? I'm sorry, I don't remember the question. Oh, if, am calling... I the asshole for calling my mom when my husband refused to listen to me? That is like the most delicate way to put that question. There could have been um this is the part where you do call your mom yeah because you need backup you need help and if your significant other is is blaming you when you're in when you're sick i mean if she if she's pregnant and she has that bad of morning sickness it's disabling it really is and i i hope that does not last throughout her entire pregnancy because that would just be awful she fell, got hurt, and had to be in the hospital for a freaking week. And apparently he wasn't there with her. And she has home health care. I mean, she's having uh, nurses come at night to check on her. So, I mean, clearly she's in a bad way. For the husband to come home and say that you didn't clean the house while I was at work, even though you're, oh, man. When when he had agreed to do it and then just didn't do it. And my whole thing here is, the well, <clears throat> several thoughts, but... In the four-hour conversation recap was bullshit because he said that he's been dealing with a lot because he came home and found her hurt, mm-hmm. right? And he's he's using that to gaslight and railroad her I here. I completely thought the same thing. 
It's horseshit. I don't see anywhere in that conversation where he took responsibility for his for his actions, for what he did. If he felt that bad, he would have been at the hospital with her instead of letting his brother move into their house. And trash it. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolute horseshit. And then if also if that was the case and he was dealing with a lot of a lot of emotional trauma from finding her like that, he would be hyper protective of her as a result of that and not like I'm going to I'm going to dump all of my problems onto you specifically. Because that makes sense. And then meanwhile, the sister-in-law is just locked herself in a bedroom and screaming at the door, not taking care of her children. Woo. I don't like that. That's just, that's just like a sideline in all this story too. It's like the, the main <laughs> shit going on with her and her husband and her health and, and the pregnancy and him being a brozo. And then you've got this extra character that you never see. She's just in the bedroom screaming through the door. I don't want to have kids no more. I regret it. We got married too young. I had an affair with my high school boyfriend, Billy. You can take them kids and go away. I want to change my life. I want to do over. She must have seen it on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> pregnant OP here is waddling around her house like, what just find a cup. Just I just want to get a glass of water. Oh, my God. Um, but we need to take a moment to acknowledge that her mom and his mom teamed up and got the train back on the tracks. Mother-in-law team up. Yeah. I, I seriously see them at the end of this, like doing the fist bump blow mm-hmm. up thing and um, and the fact that that even though OP and husband are are now separated, that his mom is still actively involved in making sure that she has right. meals she's taken care of. Like, thank goodness for them swooping in. This is one of those rare stories where I don't I don't know that we've ever read a story where there's a mom team up mm-hmm. in here where mom and mother-in-law team up to do the right thing here. We've seen a lot where, where mom steps in to do the right thing or mother-in-law steps in to do the right thing. But the team up I is know. something new, but also the brother-in-law messaging his mom that lying, that lying about, about OP here is just, <laughs> you imagine what that story was like, look, man, we just needed a place to stay for like a couple nights. We came in here and uh, we've been completely respectful. We clean up after ourselves. Everything's fine. But she just came home all mad because she's pregnant, you know, so uh, so whatever. And then she shows up and sees that uh, and his wife is still locked in the bedroom. Right. <laughs> sees that it's it's damn near another episode Ooh. of Hoarders uh, with. And you know what? If, if it got to that hoarding point where that house was so bad because they had just trashed it. Maybe, maybe sister-in-law couldn't get out the door. Maybe she was just stuck in there. I highly doubt that. Under a pile. Her own pile of crap. <laughs> I'm underneath the pile of my decisions. I just, I can't. <laughs> I need out. I can't imagine her going to the, being in the hospital for a week, which it must have been awful what happened to her. And then coming home and having your whole house turned upside down, like with nowhere to relax. While because pregnant. Your office has been thrown into your own bedroom and you just you just want to sleep and relax in your own home. And then you've got kids banging on the walls. You've got sister in law in the corner screaming (laughs) that her life sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And then you've got the brother in law lying to the mother in law and her husband's like, I did it all because (laughs) because I was scared. And she's like, what the uh yes it's uh i'd call my mom too 
He would never do this to me. His side of the family seems like a bunch of dipshits, but his mom, his mom's the redeemer out of all of that. (laughs) But yeah, how, how big of an asshole is he for allowing this to happen while she was in the hospital? And then admitting to dumping frustrations onto her. Well, because he was scared. Yeah, I was scared that you were hurt. Uh, so while you were in the hospital. So I, I treated you like shit because I thought you might be hurt. That's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's how I cope. Everyone copes different, okay? She's had cope. nightmares. I'm, she's like, I'm living a nightmare right now. I can't eat, can't sleep. Now, here's the funny part. His nightmare, he's like, I keep having this nightmare where there's someone screaming from the other room. <laughs> that's not about not wanting kids anymore. <laughs> like, no, that's real. That's, that's. That's your brother-in-law's <laughs> wife who's just decided she doesn't want kids anymore, Billy. My God. But for allowing this to happen while she was in the hospital, and and that's the big thing for me is that the first thing that went wrong, obviously, is that she was in the hospital. He's like, yeah, come on, bro. Come stay over here. Leave your shit anywhere. My, <laughs> We don't throw diapers. Me, Casa, Asu, Casa, bro. Just, yeah, drop diapers on the ground. They'll disintegrate eventually, <laughs> right? How big of an asshole is he on the Ascon scale for allowing that uh, to happen? I'm bumping him up to one because of his response to her. That's you don't you don't put your shit on your sick wife, your sick pregnant wife. Yeah. And I keep saying I keep interjecting it there yep. like and pregnant and pregnant and pregnant because as a dude, when when your spouse is is carrying a tiny human. I think you have to go above and beyond to to protect them, not just physically, but their state of mind uh, and try to provide as much of an easy nurturing environment for them as possible. And he did the opposite of that. Definitely an ask on one. I'm going to say that you you were so you're always so good to me, but you were. She said we're past tense. No, you are so good to me. And when I was pregnant, I mean, above and beyond. You, you took care of me, so I, I truly appreciate that. Well, I, I obviously don't know what it's like. But I mean, the moment that that baby was separated from me, <laughs> I no longer mattered. <laughs> just kidding. All of that love and nurturing and caring <laughs> followed with the child yeah, that came out just of went, you. The, the, and there was nothing left behind. <laughs> the eye of Sauron just shifted to the baby. <laughs> That's not true. No, it's not. But I, we were so tired. Those first couple days, oh <laughs> you remember gosh. when you went to Target and you're like, I just stood in the aisle and I was like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> it's uh, tough to toddler. Well, baby brain, especially in the very beginning. Yeah, you're both just hanging from a string. And and I'm like, well, she just pushed a human out of her. So I probably need to be the one that's like <laughs> that's stepping up more now so she can rest. Uh, and I, yeah, I remember just being completely depleted mentally and physically. And emotionally, it's just don't you feel so much and you go through so much physically and mentally with obviously you go through a lot more physically, <laughs> but you just you both go through through so much and you have nothing left. You're just in zombie survival mode. Like I my sole function right now is to is to like make this baby comfortable mm-hmm. and feed and change diapers. And that is my only purpose in life at this moment. So when you do something like go to Target, you're like, "What the f- am I doing here? <laughs> what are we? What I? What, what am I here for? I don't understand." This is totally off the um, subject of the story, but I tell everyone I was prepared for everything after, like when having Navy, like we both knew what we were doing, and 
but I wasn't prepared for how Dustin was going to respond to a newborn. And it was, I mean, he's a wonderful dad. He's such a great dad. He, I'm a laid back parent, like a, eh, she's fine. She's good. I mean, I meet her needs. I take care of her. I make sure nothing happens, but I'm, I'm like, let her feel her way in the world. Let's see what yeah. happens. And he's like, <gasps> <gasps> she's, <laughs> yeah. So, there, I was not there, prepared for that. There are parents that are the, uh, He's the helicopter let them dad. fall off the couch. They'll do it once, never do it again kind of methodology. And then there's the, oh my God, she's going to fall off the couch parent. And that's me. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because, if it's because like um, I'm older now and I just know how much more can go wrong for kids, <laughs> but like I'm, it's, it's getting better. It's getting better, but, but that little baby coming into the world unlocked a level of anxiety in me that I did not know me I neither. possessed. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been a struggle and, um, and I, I'm trying like every day trying to get a handle on it, but it was something changed in me as soon as she came out. And I, I just, everything f- scares the shit out of me <laughs> and I, I'm trying my best to get a handle on it. But that is, there's, I didn't have that anxiety before. Right. And it's just like, boop, now this is part of your life. Deal with this. (laughs) I will say that I have my, there's like, I have like four irrational fears when it comes to to Navy or just babies in general. Deck railing. Uh, One of them is heights. Mm -hmm. Like we were at, um, what is that place called in like the wonders of wildlife um, Bass Pro? Oh yeah. Okay. They have like a, where you walk over like a tank and below you are like sharks and stuff. And like the water is open and we took Navy when she was still a baby, like not walking or anything and we're carrying her. And it was like, I was up against the wall, like so scared that she was going to, I was going to trip and she was going to fly out of my arms and like land in this tank. And I was going to have to go in after, her, and I was going to have to feed myself to the show. All of this played out of my head. Might've been a little bit of postpartum, but. And I'm the anxious one who's afraid of everything. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> she's like, like she's gonna, there are sharks there. You're going to, she's going to fall into the shark thing. I'm like, no, she's not. I'm not letting her go. Are you kidding me? I've got so much anxiety clung onto this child right now. I'm not letting her go. It's fine. You go over the bridge with the alligators underneath too. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and my parents have a, like a two story deck and I'm always like, don't get too close. I won't even let her on the back deck. A social distancing rules apply to uh, to deck railing yeah. with Navy Thunder. But for the most Thutter. part, I am very chill. You're way more chill. Way chill, and um, yeah, it's a it's just a funny story. Like normally, normally I would think it would be the mom that would be yeah more anxiety I don't, about I that don't know stuff, what it is. I I really don't know what it is. It's just like she's dads and daughters, and, a defenseless little girl. Yeah. And, and no, while she's, not, she's defenseless. <laughs> not now, but, but in the beginning, you know, it's like literally mm-hmm. can't do anything or like, well, and we worked so hard we to did. have her, like it was, it was I a mean, journey. Yes. And it was, we had defeat so many times. So there was a, man, that was a, a moment of like, say accomplishment, but like, like bringing her into the world that day was just a. It was the the end of a very long chapter and the beginning of a new one. Yes. Um, and, and also because we had very emotional, it was such a long journey for us. Maybe that attributes to, to the heightened anxiety. Right. And I'm like, well, shit, we worked so hard for it. Now she's here. Like protect it. My <laughs> God. Like I like 
freaking Roman soldiers walking the, with her all the time with their shields and turtle formation. You're the mom on like Bubble Boy. <laughs> He's in a bubble. It's not that bad. Come on. No, it's not. She's a she's such a daddy's girl too, and it's I love I love that it. doesn't help. That I doesn't help this. <sighs> I do. So uh, yeah, we we know that Opie in this last story was asked on one, and we got through four stories. No, no husband was asked. I'm on sorry. One. Yeah, you way misspoke. OP was not the asshole. <laughs> OP, I'm sorry. I saw Ask on one up on the screen. Just we have that that page up. Um, OP definitely not the asshole at all. Husband definitely Ask on one. Um, sister in law. I don't even know what's going on in your world there, sister. But but I hope you guys <laughs> figure it out. Um, and that's it. We got through four stories for part two here. Thank you so much for coming back. And for those of you watching, we I, we've kind of settled into a smaller number of guests in our bullpen. Now we're going to start cycling through them more often. So you're going to see candy thunder more often um, on with me. And then also on with Tony for thunder and spark, which I think is going to be a similar setup here, but they'll have some different topics they go over. Yes. And the two this, of them will be hilarious. I had this thought last night that I'm like, what if Tony and I are not like, there's no leader in because like you kind of lead the podcast, like you navigate it. And I'm like, what if it's like, it's just four hours of yeah. chaos. It's like on Friends when Joey's the dance partner and he's like, I don't know how to lead. <laughs> I'm like, what if that's me and Tony if we talk about things? Yeah. You'll be fine as long as you have an outline like like we normally have here and you're going to have stories to read. And I mean, you just you just go. Yeah. I don't know. Look, look, at, look at my growth <laughs> over the past month or two months. Also, if you uh, if you saw the video for part one of the podcast, you'll notice that Candy Thunder's got a new hairdo here for part two. Oh yeah, I cut it all off. Yep, she is summer mode now. I love it's it. It's not. I just I lost so much, like postpartum. It was very thin mm. when she cut it off. It was like just a very tiny amount of hair, but it was a lot of hair. So, but meanwhile, that's like a, those don't go together. But when my when I cut my long hair off, it was probably the same amount. It was a mountain. <laughs> He, he Duncan was like, okay, look, this pile is everyone else that I've had this whole week. And this pile is you. That's crazy. Yeah. No, mine was not like that. Like she obviously like colored it more blonde and then like cut it off before she did that in just a trick, quick trim. Mm-hmm. And, um, she held it up. She's like, it's really not that much hair. I was like, I know it just, it was like all falling out. I've been growing it out for about so four long, years. Though. Yeah. It was four years. It of was growth. crazy long. So it was. A lot invested, but I feel so much better. So much better. I love it too. And we've got a big event coming up uh, where yeah, we're prepping for, we're going to get fancied up next week. Mm -hmm. We're like suits and dresses and that kind of stuff. And actually we're, we're documenting it and may, may have some content to share with you from that event coming up. Dustin is going to be the MC. (sighs) I have to get up on stage and talk in front of like over 500 people who are physically there. Which is different. I'm, nor- I'm I'm used to talking to a camera, and even during a live stream, if there's 1,500 people there, it's not a big deal because it's just a camera. But 500 plus eyeballs staring up at me, and I'm going to be heckling you in the audience. Yes, I imagine Tony you will. and I. <laughs> I imagine you will. I'm going to be making so much fun of you, but it's all in love. I mean it. It's all right. You haven't read my monologue that I have prepared yet. Why? Because it talks about you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I know you would. I'm really like, could uh, uh, Av? Could we move the spotlights to table? <laughs> oh gosh, um, B7 right there, Candy Thunder. <laughs> so 
so I'm going to be uh, wearing extra deodorant that night. <laughs> oh, the those kind of events are so they are so hard for me. So hard. As as a social phobe. Yeah. It's, a, it's I have to put on like a my game face cuz it's it's extremely hard for me. I get it. I I'd like to say me too. But and you, normally yeah. it is, but if I'm emceeing, like I have to, I have to just put on a different hat and it's work. It's a, I don't have a different hat. I just have like mm. a stuttering, can't spit <laughs> words out correctly. That's not Lose true. my train of thought. No, I, I know that you have different hats because phone voice Candace. Oh, she's real sweet. <laughs> she gets stuff done. It's a different person. <laughs> I just happen to have 87 different personalities I can jump into as needed. So it, it works out for that. You just need to develop you some personalities. And Candy Thunder is one of them. I'm pretty sure this is just me. <laughs> just using a different name. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have this isn't this is my normal stuff. Hi, this is phone voice, Candace. <laughs> I don't I know it gets my voice gets higher when I when I it's only when I talk on the phone to people I don't know. Uh, um hi, yes, I'd like to place an order, please. <laughs> I'm sure everybody does it. Everybody has a different phone voice, but every time I hear hers, I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Oh uh, my gosh. It seem like drive through voice. Although I never have to order at the drive through because I either use an app or you, you always get I go it. get it. Yeah. You're so good like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not equipped to handle much in this world, but I can drive a vehicle and I can pick things up and bring them back. Speaking of that, I'm getting hungry. So yep. we better wrap this up. All right. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. Four stories. Thank you so much. High Here, five. I can't high five you. I got to kiss you. Mwah. Love having Candy Thunder here. Uh, no other podcast guest will be receiving a kiss, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being here again and for being willing to do this. Thank you guys who choose to engage in the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or all of the podcast channels. Um, know that we're posting Sunday through Thursday on TikTok. We do weekly lives there. We're going to actually start doing multi-streaming to multiple platforms on probably Monday nights or Sunday nights and Wednesday evenings, or Wednesday afternoons. That was really confusing what I just said. It really was. Either Sunday or Monday nights and Wednesday afternoons at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be multi-streaming now. So we'll be streaming to TikTok and YouTube at the very least. Probably some others too. So that's going to be a fun new chapter for us. We have daily posts on YouTube, compilations every Wednesday. The podcast gets published there. Behind the scenes stuff on Instagram. The new website is dusty-thunder.com, which has all kinds of cool stuff on it. Be sure you go check that out, including some sticker packs in the shop there. And we have a swag shop, which is dustythunderswag.com. And it has all of the t-shirts and stuff that you, you could ever, ever hope to find. So uh, be sure to check out all of those things that I just threw at you real quick. I hope you remember every single one of them. Yeah, there's going to be a test later. There will. There's a quiz that pops up at the end of this podcast. You better be ready for it. Anyway, thank you so much, uh, Candy Thunder. Yes, thank you. L love you tighter. Love you too. Thank All right, you. we'll catch you guys next time for episode, Bye. maybe we'll know by then. 72. 72. <laughs>